an eargasm of learning, and a no-fuss show. Welcome to the Creative Talk Podcast, where you can learn straightforward topics about branding, digital entrepreneurship, online business, and many more with your charming host, John Santos, along with inspiring entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders worldwide. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creative Talk with me, John Santos. We have a special guest for today's episode. I am already excited and I'm a fan. Why? <laughs> Let me just say this. Just check out her YouTube page. <laughs> and you will see, wow, the learnings. I'm not, I'm not talking about you know the numbers or anything, but guys, after the introduction, go on and search her online. You <laughs> will see tons of valuable content really valuable content and i watch i watch not all of them because they have a lot <laughs> but i you know that's the reason why i can say that our guest for today is such an amazing person full of value she is you know an an expert in her field marketing expert to be exact a co-founder and strategic marketing director of tdc digital agency we will know about that later Wow, very beautiful, very beautiful, um, smart, and and she she I'm not sure if she is Spanish, but she speaks Spanish. So, and I forgot all of my Spanish, uh, you know, back in the days when learning about Spanish lessons. <laughs> Let's all welcome, guys. Let's all welcome our special guest for today. Laura Gomez. Laura, welcome to the Creative Talk Podcast. Wow. Thank you, Jan. Thank you so much. What an introduction. My goodness. I'm so glad to be here, to be chatting with you. I'm excited for everything that we're going to dive into during this conversation. I know it's going to be filled with a lot of juicy stuff. So thank you. It's a pleasure being here talking with you. ¿Cómo, cómo estás? Gracias. Estoy muy bien. ¿Y tú? <laughs> see, see, see. That, that, see. That's, the, that's the only thing I remember. I was, I was like, should I, should I review? Should I review you should, and, yeah. and, and talk to her in, in Spanish? Hey, um, let me just say that you know our our you know Philippine culture and heritage is um, neatly tied with uh, you know Spanish culture um, for 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 so long. The the culture of Spanish is. It, it really shaped our culture here in the Philippines. We count in Spanish. Um, really? Yes, yes. We, we our half of of our language, if I'm not mistaken, is a modified um, Spanish language. Um, and there are parts in the Philippines that really do practice Spanish. But um, it, you know, the generation changes and it and we we tend to be more western but i think if i'm not mistaken my mom and and my my grandmother and grandfather they are really um Sp even my name my name is uh, spanish um, Gran santos yeah. uh, San villega santos so yeah our food so yeah i feel i feel so comfortable now <laughs> <laughs> well, i love well, hearing that Oh uh, yeah. Um, so so um, let me just let me just uh, 
dive into this one not related to the topic so you're half spanish or because i saw in your youtube you have a spanish um a channel so what's the yeah. story behind this one so i do have a channel in english only english and then another one in only spanish i was born in colombia south america so completely spanish 100% of me <laughs> is spanish but i do live in the us so i've moved here since i was very very little so English is like, you know, I honestly, people ask you, so what's your first language? I don't have a first language because from the beginning when I started speaking, it was always English at school, Spanish, always, always at home and with the family. My mom always, always made me speak Spanish. So. Well, same, same with me. Um, English is not my first language. So forgive me if I can't pronounce some words. No. Properly. <laughs> <laughs> We, we we speak we we speak uh, Filipino in 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 mm-hmm. the Philippines, but same like you, lessons in school you know the language is all in English. Before you know it, it's um, Spanish, and then the 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 native tongue, but then modernization it, it changed drastically. Right? Yeah, so just yeah. a backstory there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, some Laura. good information. Yeah. Yes. All right, Laura. I'm. I mentioned this off cam, and for for our viewers and our listeners. Yes, we all know that you are an expert in in marketing. You know, in in the niche. But he, uh, tradition here in the Creative Talk podcast, we we focus more on the beginning. Like it's very easy for people to see the success of a person, right? Because because that's the 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 now the now thing, the current thing. But the journey, I believe, that's interesting. That's where yeah. you see what shaped a person. You know what 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 happened. It, it may be uh, there's a story there. There's a narrative there, and and we can learn a lot. This is from me, and I. And that's my opinion. That's what I believe. Yeah. That you can really find valuable insights, treasures, learning in the journey. Of course, it's it's uh, it's an important thing to see that you, the position you are right now. So, having said that, Laura, please tell us what or who influenced you to be in this. Let me just say this: to be a wonderful person you are right now in an awesome position, a position of authority, because you're an expert, right? Your your word, your opinions, your recommendations matter. People listen to you, clients, you know, they yeah. respect you and listen to you. So who or what happened? What influenced you to be in this position right now? The floor is yours. Feel free. Thank you. That's a great question. I definitely 100% agree with you. Most times we look at people years down the line and we're like, wow, you know, it was so easy. Great for them. You don't really know all, you know, the things that happened in the past. And I'm not saying it was struggles or it was a bad thing, but there's a journey. Everybody has a journey behind. So a little bit about my journey. I graduated from university with a degree in international business and a minor in marketing. So I knew I wanted to do business, obviously, with my growing up, different languages. I traveled a lot, experienced different cultures. I knew I wanted to do business not only in one country, but multiple countries because I I have that benefit. It's like something that 
you know, a little toolkit that you have under your belt, you might as well use it. So that's why I decided that at that moment, I swore I was going to work in corporations. So corporate America climbed the ladder. It looked really, really nice to me. It looked amazing. I had already had a couple of jobs and was going great because at those jobs, you know, even though it was like a part-time while I was studying, I was still advancing. I was getting into newer positions. So everything looked really good. Um, I did. I've always liked the marketing side of it. That's why I did that minor part because it's the world. I really, really feel like if you don't market even yourself, you, you can't even advance in your career. It's not only marketing a business or a product, it's marketing life. Life is all about marketing. Oh, I so, love that. I love that. We're going to be digging <laughs> that topic later. I love it. So that's basically how I started. I graduated and I got a job at my dream company. My dream, dream company. So when I was, even before I started college, university, I sat there and I was like, I love cars. That's something that not a lot of people know about me. I love cars. I love fast cars. I worked at Mercedes at a dealership. That was one of my first part-time jobs. Yeah, this is this is actually super interesting because I don't think I've ever told this on a podcast. So this is about guys, to get really guys, interesting. For all our listeners and viewers, this is Laura bragging. You know, this is just you know, plain <laughs> bragging there. <laughs> so I had that job. I love cars. And I was like, you know what? I started searching up what cars had their headquarters nearby. So I grew up in Florida. So I said, okay, there has to be some type of headquarters of a car company that also deals with Latin America. So I went on the search. I worked at Mercedes, so I started searching, okay, where's the headquarters for Mercedes? Their headquarters is actually, I believe in Michigan. I'm not sure, don't quote me on that one, but it's further away, it's not in Florida. And I started searching other brands, whatever. And then I landed upon Porsche Latin America oh. in Miami. <laughs> And this was years ago. This was, I was probably in, in high school. I remember sitting there and I took a picture. There was a picture of the CEO and I was like, look, I'm going to work with him. I said that years and years ago. Well, I graduated. It wasn't um, like a set position. It was an internship. Okay. And I got an internship at Porsche Latin America. So that's where my journey began. It started off as a three-month thing. It went to six months, went to a year. I was honestly, I was the longest intern there where they were like, <laughs> okay, we have, we have something in our policy saying that after 18 months, like we can't have, you know, we can't have an intern longer than 18 months, but I did finance. I did administration. Then I went to after sales and after sales is like what happens after the purchase of the vehicle. So that involved a lot of marketing aspects. So obviously, and I got into that one. So I switched internships position. I was offered that one too, because they knew that I was also into marketing. It's what lights me up. I love sitting there. I love thinking about, okay, what are we doing with this brand to get it into a region where it's not that common? We're talking about South America. We're talking about, you know, costly cars in South America where there's not even that many people as an audience. So what can we do to make the car feel better? So in my own head, I would think of ideas. I would think of social media campaigns. This I've never told anybody. I would think of social media campaigns just in my head. And then I went into that other marketing side of it. Obviously it was an internship. So after there, 
I went into a marketing agency, just, you know, regular corporate. Little did we know that on the side of things, so besides my regular nine to five, I started a food blog. So a food blog blog on Instagram. All right. (laughs) You know, it's it's not that complicated. It's, you know, it doesn't get as simple as that. A food blog on Instagram. A food blog about, you know, like uh, any, any dishes, right? Not, no, not, not just like vegan stuff or just pictures, pictures of food. That's all (laughs) it is. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So it's not even like a blog blog. I didn't write. It was just pictures of food on Instagram. Okay. So I was doing that on the side and that account started growing, like booming up on Instagram. That in less than a year had reached, I think we got over to 17,000 followers less than a year of food posting because a lot of people love food. Is it still existing until now? It does. It does still exist. It's inactive. I think I probably max I post once a year. (laughs) So... (laughs) So it's inactive, but I'll get onto that story in just a little bit. So that was on the side and that was growing. And all we were doing was, and that's with my partner, we were taking pictures of food in the restaurants we would go. So that was like our activity on the weekends. Where are we going to go? The best places. Miami has a lot, a lot of food with, you know, it's a melting pot food from all over the world. And the dishes are very extravagant. They're very nice. So for the picture, it makes it really, really easy. So that was growing on the side. And without even us looking, we landed upon different influencer events where we would go to restaurants. And at one of those restaurants, we met um, the social media manager from a really, really big chain that you might have heard, Benny Hanna. It's the typical one where you see in movies, the guy with the hat, flipping the egg, throwing the egg up in the air, the hibachi style. Yeah. So that's a global chain. That's actually how everything started because she was like, the videos that you're doing are so amazing. Like we need that for our restaurant. So that's when we were like, hold on, (laughs) you know, this is something that we like to do. Yes. The nine to five was great. Yes. I was at the company of literally my dreams, but this was also so, so, so cool. So we started going along with it. That started evolving. We started working with different brands. We started working with really, really big brands making content, also different restaurants giving them social media consultations because yeah, they have a great picture or a great video. Now, what do we do with it? So it was just a little bit without even me thinking of what it could be in the future, giving them advice. Look, your followers, they have to go. They have to get to know your restaurant, put your location, get more people into your location, get them to post about the food because everybody has a network. When you spread it, it's like a domino effect. So that started growing and there was a point where it was growing so much. We got our first monthly recurring recurring content client where it was content and social media management. I was still working, but it was a job where I didn't see that I could grow further. That was already at another agency, not at Porsche. I left Porsche. That was another agency. And I took the leap. I randomly one day, I was like, you know what? we have one set client. It wasn't that we had multiple clients. It wasn't that my salary was equivalent from, you know, my side hustle to my regular. No, not at all. It was that there was a lot of time that had to be put into this for this to grow. I really liked where this was heading. I had no idea what this could become. And I said, let me take the leap. Why not? What, what, what was the, 
what was the driving force for you to take the leap? Because you mentioned that the salary is not the factor, yeah. right? So what was the driving force behind it, the decision? Passion, definitely passion and growth. I didn't see growth at this other place. And I knew that any other agency corporation that I would go to, it wasn't the growth that I was looking for. I'm, I'm very this, that, here, this idea, and I want to put it in action. Obviously, when we're at, in a corporation where there's tons of other roles where, you know, to even do one thing to move one finger, it has to go by thousands and thousands of approvals. I just didn't see how I could like give so much. And here I was saying, I was looking at how even like from the start, just giving ideas of the content, I thought, okay, this is what we can do for this client. Okay. I'm also the one that has to put it in action. Mm, so then I mm. also have to execute it. And that just, that lights me up. Were, were you afraid doing the, oh. the transition? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yes, of course. Of course I was afraid. But wow. it was a moment where I thought, okay, honestly, what can happen? It's not like there aren't any more agencies in the world. It's not like I'm closing the doors forever. Let's give this a try. Let's see what happens. And Ooh. here, I'm basically, I'm in control. Mm. Wow. I, I control what happens. I control who I want to work with. I control if I want to do content. I control if I want to do social media. I control if I want to do consultancy. And later on, I've gotten deeper into that controlling part because it's not like from the beginning you understand that from the beginning you're like okay I need to get clients I need to help people because obviously I need I need to maintain myself and we're in a moment where we think we can do everything as an agency I think that's how everybody starts off that's where freelancers come to play freelancers think that you know I do this and even let's say something more you know more normal that everybody can relate to construction workers or, you know, the person that mows your lawn, if they're mowing your lawn and they see that they can fix this, they're like, oh, you know what? I can do this. I think that's how freelancers. Well, I love the, I love the example that you choose. <laughs> it really, <laughs> I, I saw that visually and I understood. We all know that point. person. <laughs> yeah. We all know right, that person. Right. <laughs> so um, when you did that transformation, when you do that um, leap of faith, so to speak, yeah. that was marketing already right you were really handling that scope that task for those clients right oh yeah everything from start to finish from admin invoicing negotiating obviously we had to sign the person creating the contract there's so much that goes into that even before we even think about strategy marketing what we're going to do equipment when we're going on site then editing that so that's post-production wow to actually putting that out. So a lot of people don't understand that they just see, oh, you post pictures on Instagram for a brand. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, you know, it sounds cute. Right, <laughs> There's a lot right, that right, into right. It. Especially okay. if you want that little picture to bring in customers and business for that brand. Wow. Okay, since since now you, you already started, you know, things that is connected to marketing. And, and I, 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 I understand your journey. And it's really exciting. I, I'm I'm pumped up. I, I'm I have a lot of questions, and I'm I'm sure yeah. our listeners and our viewers have a lot of questions as well. To start off, you know, not all of our viewers and our listeners are in the same standpoint as we are. 
the terms that we use, the jargons that we use, the niche. So let me just start by asking you a question about marketing, okay? Mm -hmm. What is marketing in your perspective? Can you explain marketing? Because, you know, um, there's a lot right now. It's kind of confusing in a way. Yeah. You type in marketing and you get a lot of, you know, interlapping explanations. The scope are really, you know, it's unclear. So definitely. I, I'm I this is also coming from myself. I'm excited to know your perspective in explaining the basic what is marketing. Okay. So I'm all about, and this is something that I also, in my YouTube videos, I teach. I'm like, if you can say whatever you're trying to explain and a third grader can understand, then you're doing your job. So I'm going to make it as simple, as simple, as simple as possible. Marketing to me is showing the benefit of something to somebody who doesn't understand it and getting them interested. Wow. So at the end of the day, whether you understand traditional marketing, whether you understand digital <clears throat> marketing, whether you look at these marketing gurus that you might <laughs> see when you type in marketing on Google, whatever yeah, it may yeah. be. In the newspaper, when people started off, you know, promoting things, promoting ads. So let's say promoting it to Mr. John, who was reading his newspaper while he was drinking his coffee. And he saw a picture of, you know, the new shoe shiner. And they did a good job. They got him interested in a product that he might not have known before that picture on that newspaper. Wow. Powerful. And I totally agree, right? You're, you're explaining, you're actually throwing that message that, you know, all the features, all that, that people needs to know about that product, that brand, or that service. However wow. you do it, yeah, whether yeah. it's in writing, a video, a picture, mm. newspaper in the old days, TV commercials, now social media, ads. Yeah, yeah. It's the same All right. background. A follow-up question with that, Laura. Mm -hmm. So that was a powerful explanation of what marketing is. Now, why do you think marketing is important in this generation and what generation to come? So we're we're the 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 question is about the current generation and the future. Why do you think it's important? Marketing is important. Okay, so let's take something in your background, right? <laughs> we have a lot of things back there. But what's your favorite thing that's behind you? Uh, maybe Mr. Batman. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a. Uh, I pray to those. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> should, should I get one? Grab one. Yeah. Grab your favorite, Mr. Batman, right? Yeah, Mr. Batman. Okay. What made you buy that? It's a gift. Okay. Yeah. Why does it mean so much to you? Uh, well, I collect Batman, but this Why? specifically is, um, it's the first Batman that started my collection, you know, it's, okay. it was first given not as a toy, but for the intention to build a collection, something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So what is Batman? Why a collection of Batman? What does that symbolize? What does that mean to you? Why? What got you into that? Did you see something somewhere that sparked, you know, your attention and you're like, yeah, I want to be a collector? Well, it started with, you know, me as a kid. It just so happened that the first action figure, the first toy that I got from my mom is a Batman action figure. And mm -hmm. then as you grow old, you know, you you figure out that, hey, these are comics, da, 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 da. And then I end up, you know, understanding the background of Batman. He's, he's human. He doesn't have any superheroes. And that's what makes him unique. That's yeah. his branding. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, that's what fascinated me and then got me to collecting. Yeah. Exactly. So it appeals to you for a reason. And I promise you that with the strong reason, if you had to get any little kid into collecting or into understanding your passion, you would sell that better than anyone, anyone in the world, because you're attracted to that. So marketing, whether it's this generation, the following generations, it's always about sharing that interest, getting other people. And it's done everywhere. It's done on the streets. It's done on social media with what we consume. That's why maybe. And most of the times we don't even realize it, but most of the times it's in your subconscious. So we don't even see it. But maybe the reason why you're so appealed to Batman is because when you were little, you saw a Batman commercial and you felt, wow, this guy is so powerful. This guy is so cool. So that happens everywhere that we look. That's marketing in this generation and in the following generations as we share our passion. Ooh, I love that. I love it. I was a part of a you know, role-playing explanation. I love that. I love that vibe. And, and very well, like a champion, Laura. <laughs> wow, wow, like a champion. I was like, you know, it, it, you know I, I, a bit there, I lost the topic because when you, when you talk about Batman... You know, we go into superheroes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't care about branding. I don't care about my podcast. <laughs> it's it's Batman. But but yeah, I'm just kidding. But wow, I love how you you navigate through that, and then you know the essence of it. And I totally agree. Wow, uh, I'm I'm excited to for my team to put that clip of this <laughs> podcast out there because I mean that's uh that's that is what I'm trying to say in the introduction about your videos having values so there you have it guys when this video clip goes up this is my uh this is why I say Laura here and her content is full of value. That's simple, you know, talk Thank about you. Batman and you you wouldn't, where is she going with that? And why <laughs> is he talking about Batman? He's like a fanatic nerd. I don't care. You finish the video and you will see, wow, that is full of value. Wow. Thank you, Laura, for, for you know, sharing that wonderful insight. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Another follow-up question. And this is the meat of this episode, all right? Ooh. We started, you know, basic, what? What's the definition of marketing? Why is it important? You know, what role does it play? So those are all the foundations. It's out there already. Now, share with us marketing essentials. Because, you know, 
we have this vibe here in the Creative Talk podcast that I always put on the hat of a commoner, so to speak. Okay, I don't know. I, I'm a businessman, right? I don't know anything about marketing. Laura, I'm, I'm, yeah, I love your content. It's so nice, so valuable. You explain to me what marketing is and why is it important. I need marketing now. Then what do I need to do? What are marketing essentials? Or, you know, how can I start? Where would I start? The floor is yours, Laura. Feel free to share. First of all, the most important thing is to know your goal. Because what works for, you know, this guy who has his business, who doesn't know anything about marketing, who has a restaurant is very different from this lady over here who also doesn't know anything about marketing, but she has, you know, she sells purses online. Okay. So they both need marketing. Oh yeah. And they need it a lot, but how we're going to give them their marketing essentials is very, very different because these two people have very different goals in mind and for their businesses. So first of all, understand your goal and your goal is not anybody else's goal. And that's one of the main problems that I see on this marketing spike, because it's obvious marketing is spiking right now. Everybody is talking about marketing. There are a lot more people doing marketing now than what it was back then. And there's a lot of those mumbo jumbo gurus out there. There's tons of them. Yeah. And again, I always say this in this show. I have nothing against them. It's good. But I've been, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Laura. Portraying that you're an expert in in a field, in a complex field such as marketing, that's, you know, it's okay if you can dress with this character. But what happens when you connect with people that are really looking for value, valuable help? They ran across those mumbo jumbo gurus and what do they get, right? Yeah. Worse, is, worse is if they paid, if they invest in getting oh, yeah. something that would be needed for them to grow and achieve success. That's why I hate, you know, those... those um, let's say, not really in a position to give values. And and that's why I love and respect people like you because you are just here to guide people, explain and push people to achieve success. It's not going to be, you know, all of a sudden, but someone with authentic and, you know, something genuine that people can really hold on to as they continue their journey. I think that's always going to happen in any industry. I mean, there's been cases where there's, I don't know if you heard, but there was a case, I'm pretty sure it was here in the US, where this guy passed himself as a doctor. Imagine if there's people trying to be, you know, fake doctors with your health. Imagine how easy it is to to say that you know marketing. So I think it's always going to happen, no matter what industry we're in. But it just really, it's your responsibility as a consumer to not believe what everybody says, you know, if you're hearing me say something, think, hmm, does this make sense? Do I agree with what they're saying? Okay, what's the what's the past of this person? What's their expertise? What are their credentials? It's so important for us to be responsible consumers. We are consuming information everywhere that, you know, 
it's hard because what we see can look exactly the same. There's even people that are plagiarizing the exact same content that's been happening so, so often right now in this industry where you're like, no, but you know, it says all this information. Okay. Did you do a little background research? So important to be really, really responsible consumers. So. I agree. I totally agree. Um, just to support that, and then we can, you know, uh, jump back to marketing. Just to support that, um, the problem now is that you know people, like what you've said, they don't spend enough time thinking or making a, a, an assessment of what the information they are consuming, right? Yeah. Critical thinking. It's not just looking for an answer. It's asking why, how, you know, what's the relevance and you know, a, a, a very concrete way, a very concrete solution to, to finalize that predicament is that once you see value, you can, you can always differentiate a genuine to, let's say, a, you know, a fake or somebody else that is not what they claim to be. Mm -hmm. Once they share value, there you can see the difference because they can't they can yes like what you said they can copy you know a content or or a narrative or they can pose as one as an expert yeah. but when it comes into giving value it's either they're very good at faking it <laughs> or they they wouldn't last they wouldn't last there you will see okay this person is consistent in, in you know in sharing values and, and and like what you've said those values really make sense right it connects it it resembles into reality it's not just theoretical and exactly. there and that is where people can make their decision to follow or support or even connect to those and to consume because yeah. if you are if you're believing information from this person blindly so if this person says no only wear white t-shirts you have to wear only white t-shirts and you you know you're like a huge fan okay i'm only gonna wear white t-shirts you know it's really really important that you understand and that if you're taking actions from what you consume you actually process it <laughs> wow right right and, and and that's i think that's what advertising and, and marketing back then that's the a game um you know they they tend to dictate everything but 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 people nowadays in in this generation they they have the right they have this authority to consume everything to process everything to make that drastic decision maybe you know a poor one or a really wise decision they the 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 consumers they have that authority now back then no they, they're being you know guided manipulated by the traditional advertising thing but that's yeah. another story right um Let's go back to marketing. That was, wow, that was full of, uh, <laughs> the, of juice. A little side street that yeah, was really yeah. nice with a nice view. Wow, wow, <laughs> yeah. Um, marketing tips from you, Laura. Marketing tips for you, basic marketing tips from you for our viewers and our listeners. Yes, so after you have your goal, okay, whether your goal, you know, the goal on the food account was honestly to get more people to see the food around for us to go to more restaurants and for the followers to grow. That, that's what we were getting from it. After that became a business, 
followers and going to restaurants isn't our main goal. Our main goal now is to get clients, okay? At that moment when we were looking for monthly clients. Now at the moment, it's to get people to learn about marketing because we're sending out a lot, a lot of educational content. So as you see, the goals change and that's totally fine. What's important for you as a business owner is to understand as soon as that goal changes, that you're also changing your strategies. And with that, I go to my next point, which is who are you attracting? So it's what we call the audience. So who is this goal for? As you saw with the three stages, at one moment, the goal was to attract restaurants so that they would invite us, right? Then it was to attract local restaurants that had the budget to pay for a marketing campaign. Then it's attracting entrepreneurs who want to learn to improve their business, okay? So these three stages, the three goals, also completely change to the audience that we are trying to grasp. So that's another part. And then the third part is basically your message. The message is not the same at either one of these three stages. And that's so important. You can't think that, you know, we can keep showing the restaurants, oh, this is so cool. You know, if you're a local restaurant in Miami, you want you have a new place to try. That's not gonna appeal if I'm, you know, trying to send out information, educational information about social media and how it can transform your business. So it's different stages, but that's the the basic pillars of it. Gets a lot more complicated as anything, you know, as anything would. It's not just that water is H2O and that's it. There's a lot more behind it, just like in marketing. But the pillars of marketing is, okay, your goal, your audience, your message. Oh, I love that. The pillars of marketing. Wow, wow, wow. Um, just a simple question. I, I hear this a lot. And, you know, marketing is a separate expertise. I hear this a lot from, you know, partners, my colleagues and, and friends in, in the business world especially startups you know they have a they have a tight budget they they always say that uh, i think marketing is not yet my priority because i'm starting up i would mm -hmm. save my money and not you know spend it elsewhere invest it in other aspects of the business and i'm going to do marketing myself okay what's your take on this that's fine as long as they are doing marketing it's normal to, at the beginning, when you're launching a business, to not have a budget. That's fine. But don't spend on things that you think are going to make a difference and not spend on marketing. Okay? If you're spending at all, there's one thing that you should be spending on to grow, especially a startup, that's on marketing. If because, you know, it's a really, really small thing, like the food blog at the moment, maybe we didn't have a budget. Maybe if you're just starting off your business, you're, you might still be in a place where you don't need to pay rent. You know, you're starting off a business from scratch and you absolutely have zero, zero, zero dollars. Okay, do it yourself. That's totally fine. But get the resources. There are so many free resources for you to do it yourself, but not doing it at all, that's not an option because your startup is never gonna grow. Marketing is everything, especially, especially for a startup, how you sell it, how you pitch it to investors, how you grow, how you get a team. It's everything that you can do it yourself. You can. And there are many, many resources. 
YouTube is a powerhouse. There are so many things out there that people take for granted just because it's free. And that's mm -hmm. one of the main things of products that I sell. Mm -hmm. Most of the times I'm thinking, okay, I want to make something. I want to create something that's very accessible to people. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know what, instead of charging $20, $10, I might as well make it for free. I have Oof. a lot of free resources. I have a free YouTube checklist. That's everything, everything that you could ever want if you want to start a YouTube channel. For that, I should be charging some money right, for it. Right. I'm not because I want to make it easy for people to implement even when they're starting off, right? When they don't have a budget. The mm. problem is that people see free and they don't take action Ooh. because they're not exchanging energy for it. Mm. So money is really, you know, energy that we're exchanging. So they got something with, they got something of a lot, a lot, a lot of value for exchanging an email. So their email, that little small thing that they feel that they gave, that's basically the input that they're going to put into it. Oof. So that's sadly why a lot of people don't take action with the free stuff that's out there, like YouTube, like free courses, mm. like free stuff that you can get. Obviously, it doesn't have everything in there to take your startup to a multi-billion dollar business, right, right. but it's going to help you get the ball rolling. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And, you know, if if I was in your position and, you know, I, I heard, you know, that that conversation, my answer, my advice would be like, same as yours. Yes, there's nothing wrong. And obviously, you know, focusing on your budget, that's a big thing. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong in doing marketing yourself. Uh, if, if you can learn and if you have knowledge, why not? But to a certain extent, right? There will yeah. come a time in that journey while you're doing that business that you need to get someone who is expert in that field. That's, a, that's something that I always tell my, my clients, my partners. Yes, we can be a jack of all trades. But we need people. That's the reason why there are experts out there, genuine experts. Yeah. They can perform way better, right? And they would be an essential tool for us to reach our goal and achieve that success. That exactly is what I believe. And and, exactly. and that's you know, if if I'm gonna be recommending. Okay, here's Laura. She's an expert in marketing. She will not think about anything else but that. <laughs> Why would not your business be benefit from that, right? I'm thinking this and you're thinking that. We all combine, we interlock, we, co we collaborate. That's an awesome team effort, right? And, and, and exactly. That's something that people need. You know, the, 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 crashing, the crashing question there is, the crashing claim there is that that's awesome in, in theory, but I, I'm going to spend more. And, and that's something that people in reality doesn't want to do, right? Yeah. So it's like, for example, I'm not saying that, Jan, that you can never become an expert at marketing. If that's what you want, you can definitely do it. But what I am saying is that the years and the amount of time that it's going to take you to get to the level of somebody that's already been there, that's already invested in their own growth, that's already gone through different experiences you're going to end up, you know, spending more time, effort and yeah. money do, trying to do it yourself because you're right. trying to maybe save a buck, you know, 
but at the end you're you're losing your your you know the startup that could have been picked up off the road by let's say investing twenty dollars you know we're making it so that it's easy to explain by investing twenty dollars with somebody's help somebody like a marketing consultant's eye on you that's going to tell you okay no make a right turn here rather than you saying oh no 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 I'm not spending those twenty dollars I'm gonna you know. I'm going to do it myself. So you take a left turn, you go around the block, and then you finally, after a lot of time, you understand that you had to make a right turn. Wow, that's awesome. I love that. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you so much for, I learned a lot. You know, definition of marketing, the importance of it, basic tips, essential of marketing. Wow. Such a power-packed episode. Thank you for sharing wonderful, wonderful points that connects to marketing. I, I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate your effort in, in explaining. Thank you so much. Of course, Jan. This has been such a pleasure. You know, the conversation was so good that I feel like we're just getting started. But thank you so much for this opportunity. We did share a lot, a lot of insights, a lot of juicy stuff. I knew it was going to be juicy from the beginning. <laughs> We're not yet done, my dear. We're not yet done. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the part that, you know, from the beginning, we we showed, we highlight your story, who shaped you, what shaped you. The middle part, we get into the game about marketing. I've learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners and our viewers learn a lot as well. Now, this is the part that we play a game, Laura. It's a Ooh, game. Ooh, I love games. The game time, all right? <laughs> so the goal of this, this game here is for people also to see the other side of you. Yes, you're an expert. Yes, we are serious in business. But you're also a human being. You smile, you laugh, you act silly. You know, sometimes you don't know what to say. And that is where we build relationships. That is where we yes. be transparent to people. And, and with that, I, I believe that with that, you start connecting and you build that relationship and it will harness trust, right? Yes, definitely, definitely. All right, so this is what we call the creative fast talk. We, will be, <laughs> we will be asking questions. I will be asking questions that are random. My team gave me these questions. I do... I have the decision to pick which one will go first. But I, <laughs> yeah, I did not prepare the questions. And then there are okay. questions that when you do give me the answer, it will lead to a follow-up question. All right? Ooh, exciting. <laughs> yes. So don't spend, you're not allowed to spend too much time thinking what the perfect answer would be. The first okay. thing that pops into your mind, shoot. All right? Got it. Main rule in this game, you need to be totally honest. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> ready? Are you ready, Laura? Okay, let's do this. All right, let's start with a simple, simple question. Okay. Question number one, structured or chaotic? Structured. Sun or snow? Sun. The beaches or the mountains? Oof, beaches. Popcorn, popcorn and movies, or dinner and dancing? Dinner and dancing. Wow, I didn't expect you to answer that. All right, okay. 
Of course, I'm Latina. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All about the dancing. Yes, yes. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I love ballroom dancing. So. Yeah. <laughs> Laura, what are you afraid of? <clears throat> Oof. Deep one. In reality, I feel like one of my fears is not giving off and showing my true potential because there's many things that I feel like, you know, you have that feeling where I, you know, I, I want to do so many things. I, I know I can do so many things. And it's just like that fear of, you know, okay, the time, the how, the when, the what, I get a lot, a lot of ideas and it's just bringing those ideas to life. Wow. Okay. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Yeah. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. All right. So since you said that, follow-up question would be, because <laughs> that deals with movies, right? What are the top three movies <laughs> of all time? Okay. But you can't, this is really funny because my typical movie is like a, the typical uh, like chick flick. <laughs> Those are my yeah, favorite. Share it, share it. Okay. I'm sure we have a lot of chick flits, uh, listener and viewers out there. <laughs> Number one, The Notebook. Just... I love that. <laughs> Number two, The Pursuit of Happiness. Is that a chick flit? That's not a chick flit. No. Okay. So that's one that's not a chick flit. Yeah. But I love that. Okay. I love that. Okay. Next. That one's really, really good. And then number three, um, just because I rewatched it again and I feel like I could watch it so many times and get different feelings from it, I feel like it's so well done. It's for every audience, Inside Out. Ooh, the animation, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that. I love so that. So it's a kid movie. It's a kid movie and yeah, you probably yeah. watched it when it came out. But- when we watch it later on, when we kind of understand a little more about, you know, our head, what goes on, it's so deep and it's so deep how it's done so well that a kid can, you know, a kid can consume it and can feel like, oh, how cool. But then an adult can consume it and can be like, wow, it yeah, picks yeah. her hands down. I promise yeah, to Pixar, you, yeah, so Pixar. well done. Yeah. So, so, so well done. And I, I feel that. like it's that, that movie that you could watch so many times and each time you're going to catch on to, oh, that's mm. why they did that. I, I love the part there in Inside Out that, you know, the while the, the lead character, the girl was still young, they have this like theme parks in, inside yeah. her emotions. And then your as little, she grew, your parks. yeah, as she grew, you know, it, 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 it crumbles and there's a new one that evolves. So I love how they, the so thought well process, I, I love the thought process. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Nice pick. Nice pick. Um, next question. Your favorite color. What is your favorite color? Purple. TDC purple. And why? <laughs> we picked that color because on the color of emotions, that purple, it means creative. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Wow. I- so when we were actually doing the branding of our company from the very first start, I looked at color emotions, basically a chart graph, um, other companies that are also symbolizer that come to mind when it's purple. And I really, really found, and I love that tie of creative. Mm. That's, you know, I think that's all what I'm, what I'm all about. Wow. I agree. I love that. Next. 
Uh, passenger or driver? Driver. Uh, if I'm you're an animal. Uh, oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Okay, okay. Okay, since now you mentioned that, what's your favorite, you know, car of all time, brand of car of all time? This is not included in the list. I just want to know. Mm, my go-to would probably be an Audi R8. Wow, wow. All right. Are you a fan of, you know, are you a fan of the Fast and the Furious franchise? Yeah. And and and, and, and who's your favorite <laughs> character there? I mean, you know, obviously at the beginning, Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's no longer in the newer ones that they're making, but he's obviously, you know, very, very still iconic from that brand. Right. Okay. Okay. It just, uh, it was just in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Next, very weird question. So prepare yourself. Ooh. Okay. Soap or toothbrush? Soap. Okay. Chocolate or toothbrush? That's a funny. What's the? I at first I thought toothpaste, but now no, toothbrush. toothbrush. Yeah, yeah. Next. Interesting. Chocolate or slippers? Oh, chocolate. Okay. If you're an animal, what animal would you be and why? Elephant. They're why? so powerful and they don't understand it. Oh, okay. The elephant could can say that who told you that we don't understand our strength? <laughs> That's you true. Assume. I read it somewhere. I read it somewhere, but it's like the ele the elephant, you know, the elephant is just so 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 strong and powerful. And I don't remember where I read this. But this is what, you know, the source said. I don't even know if this is true, but that stuck to me. And I was like, wow, what a powerhouse. That they don't understand their, their magnitude. They don't, you know? So. I have a different take on that, you know, just okay. for the sake of a conversation. Yeah, I believe that every animal, every being knows their capacity. That's the reason they are always in check. Right, so even okay. wild predators out there, they know which one to attack. There are some cases that yeah. you know, out of the norm, out of the food chain, they do attack some that is not yeah. normal. But they do understand their strengths. They do understand their magnitude. In, in the case of the elephants, they know what they are capable of, and that's that's why they're so graceful. They're so slow paced because they know. I love them. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're they're like so strong, and and that's something that they know how to use well. Yeah. Right, right. And just something to add the conversation about animals. And mm -hmm. I again, this is that's just my perspective. I'm not an expert in animals. <laughs> yeah, neither am I. Or in elephants, you know. What do I know? Right, Maybe the right. elephant knows that it's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. We will. We will need to ask. I'll have my team to you know make some research on elephants. Please, we need an elephant expert here. Next, um, your dream superpower and why? Oh, I've thought about this a couple times. So off, <laughs> off the bat, I already have different answers. But uh, you know what? I think I'm going to change it. So, you know, I've had like the typical one, like invisible, flying, 
time travel. Ooh, strong. But I think it would be to read minds. Ah, yeah. And I'm not going to ask why, because, you know, that <laughs> says it all. Yeah, We can just go all. on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> this last question is our tradition. It's a traditional question here in the Creative Talk. This could be serious. Okay. This could be silly. It's up to you. All right? But okay. you need to be honest. If okay. you will bring someone back from the dead, who would it be and why? Anyone. It could be a historical figure, a politician, or a relative, a friend, a colleague. If you could bring back someone back from the dead, who hmm. would it be and why? Martin Luther King. Ooh, wow. Mm. I think not only the movement that he had and what it symbolizes, but I just feel like the way he did everything that he did was so carefully thought out the impact, the way he speaks, his choice of words, so powerful. I think the world needs a lot more of those powerhouses. Ooh, I was about to say that. The world needs another <laughs> Martin Luther King. But obviously, you know, perfect choice. I love the movement that he started. Uh, such an influencer, right? Yeah, for, you know, for everyone, it's not just for a certain group of people. I think for everyone, it really, it also opened our eyes to what's possible when you fight for what you want. A juicy <laughs> conversation about, you know, life. And, Very uh, juicy. Martin Luther King. Wow. All right. So Laura, thank you so much for, you know, answering those silly questions and, <laughs> and you know, just being a, a good sport. Um, I know you have a lot of projects, online events or releases or social media accounts that you can promote. The floor is yours. Feel free. Ooh, ready? Everybody pull out your phones, take notes. This is the moment to take out. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but definitely if you want to hear more of my content, you can head over to TDC Talks. It's on every podcasting platform. We have a new podcast every Friday, and that's the best way to learn about marketing, to learn a little more about business, and also to interact with not only me, but the TDC team. So I'd love to have you guys over there. If you do listen to an episode, send me a message, tell me what you thought, what you gained from it, what you learned. And you know, it would be awesome to have all of you listeners that enjoyed the episode over on that side too, learning more about marketing. Wow, guys, feel free to connect with Laura. I'm sure she would help you with her expertise oh, yeah. to achieve your uh, desired goal and success in business and in life. Thank you, Jen. It's been a pleasure. Definitely, as you said, such a great conversation. I truly, truly, I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for having me and I hope that we can do it again. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, guys, this is a jump pack episode lot of topics. Wow. You know, animals, Martin Luther King, marketing. It's a combination. You will learn a lot. So feel free to check this out and do connect with Laura. Find us on Spotify, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, the Creative Talk Podcast. Guys, have a positive outlook in life. Smile and God bless. Thank you for being with us here on the Creative Talk Podcast. I'm your host, John Santos. Don't forget to listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. See you again, always.